We here at the Aldonzo and D show are aware that a lot of young kids are falling in love nowadays and going out there and trying to find the right mate. And for marriage advice, we go straight over to Joe Biden. I tell every young man who's telling me I'm thinking of getting married or something. I said, look, I, you have any advice? They said, yeah, pick a family with five sisters or more. Or in other words, if you can't keep it in your pants, keep it in the family. Coming at you direct from the Skyhammer Studios. This is the Eldonzo and D Show. You have insanity in my earpiece. As always, I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And usually we have a show that airs from 9 to 11 on cities. Due to some logistical issues this week, we could not make that happen. So we're doing a rerun. We're having them air last week's show, and we decided, what the hell? We'll get together, we'll go ahead and get the podcast going since we had time today. So we're doing it today, Saturday. Uh, Dees, how was your week? Cold. Cold, you know what? And that's going to be- You know what? Yeah. We're not on the radio, so I can say this. It was- It was what? what? Why'd you put your hand up? Go ahead. It was fucking cold. It was, yeah, it was, it was I'm not uh, going to drop them left and right, but you know, it was colder than a witch's teat out there Yes, this yes. week, which brutally cold, you know, when I was getting, we're compiling the show, uh, I had a lot of stuff. Of course, Trump won pretty big in Iowa. He's projected to win in New Hampshire. We had Tim Scott's got behind Trump. Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out, got behind Trump. Uh, DeSantis felt plighted. There was a lot of news that went on this week. Uh, the stuff with E. Jean, e. Jean Carroll and Trump, she's taking him back to court. Just all kinds of stuff. Trump's mother-in-law Fresh died. my memory. What, is New Hampshire the state where Nikki actually was really close in that one poll we talked about a few weeks ago? They, they, oh, they were saying she was close. They were saying it was a borderline tie. But now it's coming out that Trump's projected to win it by like 16 or 17 percent. Okay, which is still a lot closer than Iowa ended up being. But is it? am I wrong? Yeah, that's going to be a lot closer than Iowa. Yeah, yeah okay. I think Trump was 51%. I think Haley was like 21 or 30. I can't remember. We're going to pull the numbers up oh, when I we talk about it later. I didn't know she got that much there. Yeah, but. she did pretty good. She did better than Ron DeSantis in Iowa. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, but what I did was I retooled it because of what's going on right now in the Midwest and across the whole country. We are in a deep freeze right now. Um, before we get too deep into that, I want to give a shout out for the show Seal. If you have sunken concrete slabs like patios or driveways, give these guys a call at 309-275-6303. They use polyurethane spray foam, and they can get up under the slab, jack it up, pump up the slabs, get them leveled out, and they're ready to use the same day. Now, I don't know if EnviroSeal can do it uh, in subarctic temperatures, so I'd probably wait till it warms up to, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 degrees. Um... And also, they do residential and commercial spray foam insulation. So, for all your slab jacking, commercial and residential spray foam insulation needs, give those guys a call in Viraseal. Could use some of that insulation right now. Yeah, right. At 309-275-6303. All right, so we're talking about the deep freeze. And there's a lot of things that are going on with this. It's not just the heating bills that we're experiencing right now. It's not just the chattering of the teeth. It is the whole climate change thing, and also the electric vehicle market. 
and what has happened to electric vehicles. Now, just two weeks ago, Hertz announced they were offloading, I think it was at least a third of their EVs because nobody was renting them and it cost too much to maintain them. Now, this is what chaps me about this, okay? Years ago, we could sit down and we could have a logical conversation with what little we know about batteries in cold weather. We could also sit down and realize that the power grid itself cannot support uh, a massive EV superstructure in the, in the United States, right? Still can't. Still can't. And yeah. there's no way they're going to be able to do it. You know, not to mention the fact you're going to an electronic electric vehicle because you don't want to pollute, which is the whole point of the Davos Summit this week. But coal is creating the electricity to charge your vehicle. We all know that. That's no secret to anybody. Now, speaking of EVs, some numbers here. Rivian, I think, was at the highest. Rivian is in Illinois here. Rivian's shares have gone down to about $15 a share, which is about, the, I think, the lowest they've ever been. So this whole electric vehicle market is starting to collapse for good reason. Now, we were talking about the cold weather and electric vehicles, and the batteries are not surviving. They had people literally stranded in Chicago with their EVs. They couldn't even get the damn things to charge. Did you, did you read about this? I, I saw the headline. Two or three hours at a charging station, and they ended up getting stranded there. Hmm. All over the Midwest, this is going on. And people still think it's a good idea to go out and get... Now, I'm not saying that EVs will never be able to work, Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm behind the idea. Like, I, I get it. I, I'm all for it if you can make it affordable and we have the system set up to do it. But right now, if we're being honest, we are decades away from from being ready to to make that switch like a uh, global thing. Like, it's just they're trying to do it in such a short time span. It's not going to happen. We are so far behind on our power grid. It's so outdated. Average age of the power grid is 100 years old. Okay? Look what happens down in Texas when they get a week or two of sub-zero temperatures. ERCOT, yeah. the, the power grid for Texas, goes down. Or look what, what happens in major cities when we have heat waves. Same thing. Yeah, everybody's running their air conditioner. Yeah. You Shut, have rolling blackouts. down the grid. Yep. There's really no good way around this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the technology is going to be there. I got a question for you. They want to get rid of fossil fuels. Okay, what about what about hydrogen? We know vehicles can run on hydrogen. Okay, mm -hmm. I got another question for you. Biodiesel. Diesel, diesel vehicles, diesel trucks, diesel cars can run on vegetable oil. Why are we not putting more research into that and utilizing that fuel? Something we can grow in a field. Uh, you can so what? So you, you don't have emissions. Well, you have emissions. It smells like French fries when you're going down the road. Uh, there's conspiracy theories about some of those, like the, the guy that invented the engine that ran off water, i.e. hydrogen. And the only other person that knew how to do it mysteriously ended up dead. He had a fully functional vehicle that ran on water and somehow him and his schematics and everything were gone. You know, they can make an engine that runs on water right now. The technology I, is there. I don't think it would necessarily be running on water. Well, it, it separates the hydrogen, but that's how you fill the tank is jar jars of water. Well, how about this liquid natural gas? Either or. 
I mean, you could do you could do or uh, liquid propane can, can. There's so many different types of fuels out there for electric vehicle or excuse me for vehicles. They could be researching and utilizing right now, and it's all a big push to do this electric thing. There's no money there. There's no money there. Exactories. There's no money there. That's the issue. Now, let's talk about Davos real quick. Oh, wait a minute. Before we go into Davos, e-bikes, electronic bikes are causing record deaths and fires last year in New York City. Did you I hear just, about this? Well, I just saw a video. It was either in New York or Chicago where one of them basically burst into flames inside of an apartment and wipe, e- wiped out the building. Yeah, so lithium batteries in these things. Uh, e-bikes th- sparked 267 fires, caused 18 deaths, and 150 injuries in New York last year. The figures represent the highest levels of each statistic with with, uh, e-bikes related deaths increasing 200%, fires increasing 21%, and injuries increasing 2% in the city year over year as more people are buying these things. Oh, that's my point. The technology is just not there yet. Okay, so Davos. You know what Davos is. The World Economic Forum gets together, flies all these millionaires and billionaires out to Davos, Switzerland to talk about climate change. I'm not invited, so I don't follow it. I'm not invited either. They go out there for a week. I think they do four or five days out there. And I'm going to level with you. I think it's a bunch of partying and uh, cocaine and hookers for all these billionaires. I really do. I think that's the only reason they fly out there. (laughs) That's pretty much every convention ever. And they fly out there on their private jets. And they go out there and they school us on how we should be taking care of the climate. That's like going to a Mothers Against Drunk Driving meeting and realizing that every one of them was driving there, sipping cocktails and getting drunk on the way and drinking while they're there. They provide wine at the meetings. I got a question for you. All these people go to Davos, and John Kerry and Al Gore, of course, were there blowing off their hot air as well. I got a question. Don't you think somebody, if they really cared about the climate, would go, hey, we've got this new technology. It's called Zoom. (laughs) You guys don't have to fly on your private jets out here. What do you guys think? We'll just have a Zoom meeting. Seemed, Nobody ever thought about that, huh? It seemed to make sense if you're really trying to cut back on the uh, carbon emissions. And then, of course, they got their carbon offsets and everything. And we've got coming up here in the second segment a bunch of sound bites related to this. Uh, I guess a guy called out John Kerry uh, for his carbon footprint. And John Kerry wasn't too happy about it. And then also Al Gore is there. You know, Al Gore is the biggest fart in the wind. I can't believe anybody still listens to this guy. He said, I think it was by the year 2010, the earth was going to be underwater. I think he missed. I think he missed big time. Now, here's one thing I want to get into for coming up on a break. In the past million years, if you look at what the global average temperature has been, a million years ago, it was 58 degrees. Do you know what it is now? 59 degrees Fahrenheit is the average. It's 59.4 somewhere in there is the average temperature. And if you look at the chart, about every 100,000 years, the climate changes drastically. That's what we're going through right now. Nobody here on this show is denying climate change. That's yeah, stupid. But you it's, can't it's deny cyclical. it. cyclical. But to think the fact that, you know, the Industrial Revolution is causing this is absolutely absurd when you go back and you look at what they like to claim is the science that they conveniently suppress. Okay, this is the Aldonzo and D's show. We're going to take a hard break. We'll be right back at you in just a couple of mementos.
Hey, welcome back to the El Donzo and D Show. In the last segment, we were getting into the Davos thing and climate change. And, you know, just for the record, and Dee's agrees with me, I think most of the listeners do, is that the climate is changing, okay? I disagree with people that call it the climate change hoax. There is a hoax going on here, but the hoax isn't that the climate's changing. This is natural. We were talking about the chart that's right in front of me. We're going to share this on Facebook and X as well that shows you over the past million years the ups and downs that the climate has taken. And what we're seeing now with a little bit of warming going on is natural, is part of the science, as they like to call it. Remember Anthony Fauci, Anthony Fauci, who was a science, believe in me, I'm the science. This is actual science. Now the hoax comes in to why the climate is changing. We cannot go back and look at a chart like this. I wish we could pull this up actually on for the YouTube viewers right now. The hoax itself is not climate change. The hoax is how much that these liberal backers are putting into so-called green energy and trying to convince the masses to buy into this because they're the reason. Because of their gasoline-powered vehicles, because of their airplanes, because of methane from cows farting, you know, trying to get us to eat bug burgers instead of meat. That's the reason that we're warming up and we need to walk it back. I got news for you. If you look at a chart, anybody, you don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to, like I say, be a rocket surgeon to figure this out. Anybody that can look at the charts for the past million years knows that there's nothing that we are going to do that is going to change this. No. There's just not. The George Carlin had a big skit on save the planet type stuff way back in like the early 90s. And it was a hysterical and be spot on like, you know, it's really uh, egotistical to think that we have anything really to do with the planet. The planet's fine. It's been here for billions of years. It'll be here for a billion more. It's George like, Carlin said it best. It'll shake us off like, like a flea, like a bad case of fleas. like a bad yeah. case of fleas. And he was right with that. I don't think there's a whole lot that we could do at this point. Now, Al Gore did say something. We don't have the soundbite of that, but we have a little bit of the hot air that he was breathing at Davos. Al Gore said what's going on is equivalent to 6,000 Hiroshima bombs going off every day on the planet. (laughs) Okay. I mean, really? You know, it's like Joe Biden saying, you know, climate change is, is is scares me more than nuclear war. I'm sorry. If we could get this earth to warm up a little bit more like it was, I don't know, 200,000 years ago or 100,000 years ago, I'd probably, I could deal with it. I, thermal nuclear war, I don't think we could deal with. Do you, Dees? No, that's going to be just a little too warm. It's a little too hot for us, for Eldonzo and Dees. Eldonzo and Dees like a hot baby, but that's too hot for us. All right, so this is John Kerry. Now, here's my thing. If anybody can really back up what they're doing, when, when I go to do something or I make a decision or let's say at work and I go up to somebody, I say, hey, this is what we have to do. And they ask me, why are we doing this? I can give them an answer for that. I don't just make them up stuff. If somebody says, hey, why did you do that? I'm going to sit and they're hostile about it. I'm going to try to talk as calmly as I can with them and explain why I'm doing something. I don't just blow them off and tell them it's a stupid question, especially when it's legitimate like this one. This reporter and his name was uh, Avi Yemini, and he's chief reporter for Rebel News. And he was discussing uh, his little interview with John Kerry. He tried to perform on. And this is this just goes to show you what type of person John Kerry is. Okay, we're going to roll clip. Let's get her up. And here it is. 
What's the carbon footprint of these events every single year that you come here? Do you think it's worth it? Peasants pay for your crimes? That's a stupid question. Is it, a, is it really? We're done. We're done. We are done now. Don't grab me. Why do you think you're more important? Your carbon footprint doesn't matter, but everybody else around the world suggested that. Nobody ever suggested that. Don't make up stupid questions. Yeah, you know what, John? People have been suggesting it for years. That's a, is that not a reasonable question to ask John Kerry? Why is your carbon footprint not important, but everybody else's is? Which leads me to the thing, why are they doing Zoom meetings for this? It's a good question. That's what I would, if I could, if I could ask John Kerry or Al Gore or anybody from Davos, anything I could, I, that's what I'd ask him. Why in the hell are you jet setting to Switzerland when you could be doing a Zoom meeting? You know, if you want to lead, lead by example, right, Dees? You would think. Yeah. And these people, I'm going to tell you right now, are not flying economy. They're not flying coach. If, if they're on a commercial flight, they're, at the least they're flying first class, but most of them are flying privately to go and talk about how bad the rest of the world is and how bad the energy sector is. All they're doing is trying to cripple us, and they're lining their pockets at the same time. Now, you want to know how stupid John Kerry is. All right, this is how much this guy does not make sense. And unfortunately, we do not have a soundbite of this. But you don't need a soundbite. I'm going to read you verbatim what he said about Joe Biden. And Kerry said he would campaign for Joe Biden because the stakes could not be higher. He went on. This is his exact words. He's done, Joe Biden, a terrific job. He's shown experience. He's kept us from, you know, having a complete breakout of uncontrolled war in many regions. He, he has? Yeah, <laughs> according to John Kerry. I mean, I guess he's kept, well. No, he, look at his words. He's shown experience. He's kept us from, you know, having a complete breakout of uncontrolled war in many regions. We're on the verge of World War Three, and this idiot, the same guy that flies to Davos on his private jet probably has, they don't call them hookers, they call them escorts. When you have that much money, you have an escort, right, but, but Yeah, but but technically we're not involved in those wars, at least that that we know of. Oh, we're not involved in the Ukraine war? We're not spending well, I mean, uh, $200 billion on that? We, we're not we don't involved have in the, confirmed boots on the ground. We just, it doesn't matter. Even though we he know hasn't that kept, that's not the case. It doesn't matter whether we have boots on the ground or not. Take his words. Having a complete breakout of uncontrolled war in many regions. Yeah. Joe Biden has caused, it's been one of the sole causes of uncontrolled war in many regions. <laughs> you know, I've got something coming up later on after we get done with this in one of these segments about George Orwell and a couple quotes from him. And I want to read those off because it just plays right into this stuff. Now, Al Gore was at Davos and I'm going to play this clip for you real quick. I'm surprised it, he took time off from searching for man bear pig. Man bear pig. <laughs> what are you talking about? South Park. Oh, yeah. South Park. It's yeah. I'm super serial. Oh, it's well, you know what? That's I take I take anything that comes out of Al Gore's mouth about as serious as I take it from Trey Parker and Matt Stone from South Park. I actually probably have more faith. I think I would believe Matt and Trey. Before I, would I would believe, believe Matt Parker and Trey Stone from South Park before I believe anything that comes out of Al Gore's mouth. So, you want to talk about hot air? I'm going to play some hot air for you real quick. You ready? Y'all ready for this? Bum, bum, bum. Here it goes. This is uh, Al Gore at Davos. Roll clip. Every piece of 
pro-climate legislation at the national level, the regional level, the local level, municipal level, the oil and gas industry and the coal industry, they come in and fight it tooth and nail. And they use their legacy network of political influence and wealth to stop progress. The rest of us have to reform these international institutions so that the people of this world, and including the young people of this world, can say, we are now in charge of our own destiny. We're gonna stop using the sky as an open sewer. We're gonna save the future and give people hope. We can do it and remember that political will is itself a renewable resource. You know, you know what's funny about that? Wait, we're gonna stop using the sewer? Stop using the the skies as an open sewer. And what's funny oh, about this okay. is every one of these idiots that flew to Davos did exactly that. They use the skies as open sewers to fly there. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he gets an Academy Award for that performance. Did you see how angry he was getting? Like he actually believes what he's saying. When he says that the oil and gas companies use their clout and go in and, you know, to shake up the politics and you get their stuff on the table. What do you think John, what do you think John Kerry and Al Gore have done with their money? They've invested it, as most people that are rich do. You know what they've invested? It's all been green stuff. It's all been, you know, the the light bulbs and the EVs and all this other bull sticks. And they got the nerve. This is a guy, I'm telling you, that flew private to Davos, just said we have to stop using the open the skies as an open sewer. <laughs> Once again, no talk about a Zoom meeting. He was an angry little elf there, wasn't he? Yes, I he bet was. somebody coached him to sound like that. It's like, well, you know, we have to, you know, you got to go out there, man. You got to have some cojones. You got to have some cojones, Al. Anyway, I just, the whole Davos thing. Anytime you talk about the World Economic Forum or the World Health Organization, which, by the way, they're pretty mum on this new disease X they've been talking about. We're going to get into that, too. But without further ado, the Iowa caucuses this week. Uh, let's pull this up real quick, like. So the results from the Iowa caucus, which actually pissed off a lot of liberals and a lot of liberal pundits. We're going to get into that. We have a couple sound bites. Rachel Madcow refused, or actually she didn't refuse. They cut Trump's speech on MSNBC, and she had some non-logical reasoning for that. Of course, they're scared to hell of Donald Trump. But here are the results. Uh, most listeners know this. Donald Trump got 51% of the vote. That was, excuse me, Ron DeSantis got 21.2% and Nikki Haley got 19%. So those are the final numbers. Vivek Ramaswamy got almost 8%. Uh, he is, right after that, backed out and uh, supported Donald Trump. So Trump won handily in, in Iowa by 30 points. As expected. As expected. Now, Look at who won Iowa before Ted Cruz won it in 2016, I think it was. I think before that it was, uh, oh, I can't remember. But the, the last couple winners in the Iowa caucuses have not went on to get the nomination. We don't know how much that's going to play into here, but I got a pretty good feeling Trump's going to break that record this time around. This is the El Donzo and D Show. We'll be back with more Fully Monkey Shines after uh, these non-commercial massages.
Direct from the Sky Hammer Studios, we're back. This is the El Donzo and D Show. Back again, bigger in life and twice as ugly. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And hey, if they want to see us be twice as ugly, where can they go to see our ugly faces? YouTube.com slash El Donzo Dees. And with that being said, we're going to hop right back into this. We were talking about the polls, or excuse me, the Iowa caucuses. And <laughs> did you catch that? Yeah. I about slipped up there. Caucuses. That, well, I just sounded like I was from, like, you know, Maine or said the caucuses, right? Park the car. Park the car, get your caucuses out. Uh, the Iowa caucuses, of course, it Trump won by about 30 points. Uh, then getting into New Hampshire, New Hampshire's got him leading. I think he's at, last time I checked, it was 67 to 18% is uh, him versus Haley. But Haley leads, check this out. 56% to his 27% among those who consider themselves moderate or liberals. So Nikki Haley has got the backing in this race of the moderates and or liberals. Now, new poll from 538, the 538, which is a pretty liberal garbage poll, if you ask me, actually has Trump at 52% and Haley at 35%. Now, the New Hampshire primaries are coming up. I believe it's on, Tuesday. what is it, the 23rd? Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday the 23rd. So just the 538 itself, I usually go to Real Clear Politics, but I wanted to see what a more biased poll had. So even that has Trump leading Haley by 17%. DeSantis is at 6%. Look, DeSantis at this point, in my opinion, needs to drop out and back Trump, especially after New Hampshire. I don't think DeSantis really has a chance in this. I mean, what do you think, these? What are your thoughts on looking at this? I don't think either one of them really do when it comes down to it. But, yeah, I, I think that would be the right move uh, unless there's some drastic swing that, that nobody's expecting. I mean, if, if DeSantis doesn't at least crack 35 to 40 percent, he needs to just step back and, and focus on Don. Now, there's a lot of speculation. Of, you know, I've asked this question before. Why are they doing this? They, they really don't have a chance at this point unless something happens to Trump. That's I, You just answered your own question. I think that's exactly why they're doing it is because they're still just waiting on the shoe to drop and hoping that he is either ruled ineligible, which isn't going to happen, or something to where he's guaranteed to go to prison. Now, I don't think... Which for, I don't think, you know, that would change a whole lot anyway, but... And somebody, a couple people have said, well, they're not doing it to win, to win in 2024. They're doing it to set themselves up in 2028. And that, that's viable as well. It's viable, but I don't agree with it. Because DeSantis isn't going to do good for himself by riding at 6% in the New Hampshire polls and losing this bigly <laughs> to Donald Trump. And neither is Haley. I, I don't think this is going to benefit them four years from now. Because... We know what happens four years from now. Whoever the president is, if, if Trump gets the nomination and Joe Biden doesn't drop out, is not going to be available to have four more years or be able to have four more years. It's not going to happen. This is going to be the last shot for both Trump and Biden. Right. If they're going to get Biden out of there, they're going to have to get him out really soon because there's a lot of logistics that go in with a president stepping down and having to be replaced. They have to... They have to have a conference to do this. The DNC does. And they have to nominate somebody and get them out there and get them running. I just, 
Man, it's coming down to you know. Wait, zero you expect hour them me. to follow actual rules and protocols? Uh, you're right. It'd be about the first time they did that, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens the night of the convention. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, you know? excuse me, the DNC convention. Yeah, that's where they're going to have to do it. I mean, there's no other way. I don't think they can. Some blockbuster news where he drops out, and now the convention has to choose somebody. And oh well, here's Michael well, or Gavin or. I, I think that they're going to lean towards Michelle Obama, to be honest with you. I think they're going to lean towards Michelle Obama. You know, she's been, she came out and did an interview and she's got nothing going on, no reason to do this. And she came out and said, this keeps her awake at night that Donald Trump might win the presidency, paraphrasing here. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what could happen if Joe Biden loses? Of course, it all comes down to them convincing old sleepy Joe to step down, which, you know, he just talked about you know, in the cold open, we're going to play that clip again, the full thing about if you're going to get married, you know, choose a girl that's got five sisters or some weird stuff like that, which I, it didn't make any sense to us. They're going to have to do something with this guy. All right. Now, Trump's vice presidential pick. Now, he's ruled out Haley because there's a lot of, no oh, posturing that he may take Nikki Haley which I thought was a long shot, but I could do that just because Donald Trump likes to spite people. Donald Trump likes to do the thing that you least expect him to do sometimes. I don't think that's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if he picked a Candace Owens, to be honest with you, or somebody like Candace Owens. What do you think at this point? Do you have any ideas on who you think Trump may pick for his VP? Because I guarantee it's not going to be DeSantis. No, I mean, Carson is the name that keeps getting thrown around there. Uh, Don Jr. even alluded to the fact that Tucker might even be on the short list. Um, I think it would be somebody polarizing like that. Like I said, Candace Owens, she's a woman. She's young. Black. She's black. She's very conservative. I think at this point, Trump would want to choose somebody that would not question him. Like right. Pence did. Yeah. Okay. I, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I don't think Donald Trump is going to make this. Well, let's put it this way. I'm not saying he's not going to make the same mistakes he made uh, when he was president, but I think he's going to try to advert some of those mistakes. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a career politician or, or, or a long career politician. Like, I think he's going to go younger. You know, somebody that's in their, their 40s, maybe 50s. I think I think he wants somebody that was like him, an outsider. Yeah. At this point, I think he's done. Yeah. Car Carson might be a little too old, but he's not. You know, the the career politician like like Pence was, or I think that would be probably the best move for him, just so that he doesn't have like like he had with Pence the closed door behind the back stabbing and, and pushback and whatnot. Do you know what the sad part is? If Donald Trump chooses somebody that's of african-american descent is they're still going to call him a racist yeah. they're just going to tell him that they're you know he's choosing somebody that's black because he's a racist and he wants to look less racist and then they're going to call then if he chooses somebody that's african-american they're going to call them a white supremacist <laughs> you mm -hmm. know so if he chooses tim scott tim scott's going to be a white supremacist he's already been called that i don't know how you can be black uh, off the boat black and be called a white supremacist that's beyond me ask clayton bigsby <laughs> oh clayton bigsby old dave Chappelle. i don't think Sir. we can i don't think we can play that uh you have to look that one up on youtube and not on the aldonzo and d show so anyway going back to the iowa caucuses real quick the liberal 
mainstream media is in meltdown because they were really hoping Haley would take the Iowa caucuses and run away with it. Even a lot of never Trumpers were thinking that as well. They were praying and now they're downplaying his win. Well, he only won 51, 52%. Well, that's really not a whole lot. 50% of Iowa was against him. No, not 50% of Iowa was against him. Okay. That's got nothing to do with it. He won by a 30 point spread. Yeah. All right. That's, that's pretty big. Yeah. That's, that's big, but they're trying to downplay it because they are scared. And it's just amazing to me that they're this scared right now. Michelle Obama's come out, and she's scared about this, that with all of the ballot harvesting and ballot stuffing they've done, that they're this scared that they're projecting it. So it tells me it's pretty damning. But I'm going to play this from Rachel Madcow. This, she's a loser. Remember the Russia collusion thing, Russia, Russia, Russia. And if you've been vaccinated then the pandemic's over for you. This kind of bull sticks that was going on with her. We're going to roll this clip. This is what she had to say uh, the night Trump won Iowa and he was giving a speech. Roll clip. Let me just interject. I'm sorry. I just have to do a little bit of business just for a second. Um, At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is, of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly... Pause it right there. It's a decision that they relish. Okay, it absolutely is. Yeah. Early revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. And that is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. Now, I got a question for you. If David Duke went out somewhere, the white supremacist, and made a speech that was anti-black, they'd air that, wouldn't they? They're not airing this, not because they're afraid of Donald Trump's lies. They're airing it because they don't want the American people to hear what he has to say. And that's suppression by the media. That's why people don't trust the media anymore. This is the Aldonzo and D Show. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Not on Cities 92.9 today. This is the Eldonzo and D Show coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And news, 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 news. You know, we were talking about Donald Trump. And, you know, he's going through a lot of things. This thing with E. Jean Carroll now. Uh, he's back in court with her, and she pretty much admitted that uh, the reason she was talking about and bringing him up was that she needed to sell a book. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. But what I do want to talk about is George Orwell. You're familiar with George Orwell, right? Yeah. I think we all are. We all had to read his books in high school. I recently uh, talked about the the book Animal Farm and how you can see what communism does and what we're leaning towards here in this country. Okay. This story got my attention. 
And headline is Fox News. Hunter Biden's laptop is real, but Joe's guardians in the press are working hard to hide the truth. So we know what the truth is, okay? Now, his lawyer Goldman suggested that Hunter's infamous laptop may have been manipulated while speaking at a House Judiciary Committee hearing this week. Goldman attacked journalist Michael Schellenberger and declared, You have no idea. You know hard drives can be manipulated. Hard drives can be manipulated by Rudy Giuliani or Russia. There was actual evidence of it, but the point is it's not the same thing. Now, he has no actual evidence that that hard drive was manipulated. Now, if you remember when this first came out, it was, this is Russian interference, the laptop's Russia, it's not Hunter Biden's laptop. These 51 former members of the intelligence community signed that open letter stating that it wasn't Hunter Biden's laptop, had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. This, of course, is right before the 2020 election when Giuliani and his team dropped this thing and got it leaked out there. We've seen the pictures of Hunter Biden smoking crack and having sex. We know about the gun deal, you know, where his girlfriend at the time or his uh, brother's wife that his brother's deceased threw the gun in the trash can. We know all about this. And now they're coming out and saying that it could have been manipulated by Rudy Giuliani or Russia. Now, this reminded me of something. Now, there's two sides to this story here. Okay? This is George Orwell. This is a quote from his book, 1984. The quote is, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. Now, if you go back to 1984, the only information people are fed in that book is what the the government wants to feed them. Don't trust your eyes and ears. Listen to us. Don't trust what you see in here. That is exactly what's going on with Hunter Biden's laptop. Anybody that actually believes that this laptop was manipulated, the only thing that was manipulated on there is Hunter Biden himself manipulating his, <laughs> you know, his, his standing. Yeah, swim swam. <clears throat> manipulating a crack pipe. Crack pipe. So I, this ties into this, though. Go back to this story. This is a few years back. People were actually comparing something that Donald Trump said in 1984 and used the same quote from the book. Okay. But instead, the context is completely different. We take Hunter Biden's laptop, which we know is real, which they denied, and now they come out and they have no choice. Now they're grasping at straw saying it was manipulated by Rudy Giuliani or Russia or some of this bull sticks. Trump, years ago, in regards to some tariffs he was issuing and the press he was getting on it, stated what you are seeing and what you're reading is not happening. Well, the liberals jumped on that and tied it right into, tied it right into that 1984 quote. The difference is... Trump was using that in regards to what the media and the government-run media in the deep state was telling people, okay? Trump was coming out saying, hey, what they're showing you on TV isn't real. This is not how this is going. What you're hearing on the news is not how this is happening. Now, Trump was not running the media at the time. That's the difference in this. You see where I'm going? Yeah. They, to manipulate it and to put it on Trump like that, a few years back while he was president is apples and oranges. This is a perfect example. We're living in 1984 right now. We've said that before. I mean, this isn't the first time we've gone down that road. You want to talk about 1984? Hell, this is worse than 1984 because we have AI now. All right. The World Economic Forum, and we talked about them and their Davos BS, founder and chairman Klaus Schwab, okay, had this to say. I'm going to bring this up. 
He was talking about AI. Now, a lot of the liberals came out and said, well, it's not that he said he wanted this to happen. You just said it could happen. Now, let me tell you something. We both know this. Dees, you and I have been through this before. They only do, they only say what they want to happen. They're projecting this constantly, are they not? Sure seems that way. So, does he say this is what we're going to do in this little snippet? No. But he states that this is a very good possibility. This should scare the living bejesus out of anybody listening to this right now. This is Klaus Schwab, okay, uh, at the World Economic Forum this week. Roll clip. The technology now is, and uh, digital technologies mainly have an analytical power. Now we go into a predictive power, and we have seen the first examples, and your company very much involved into it. But then the next step could be in, to go into a prescriptive uh, mode, which means um, uh, you you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict, and afterwards you can say, why do we need elections? Because we know what the result will be. Now, nobody... Okay, that goes that's involved with the WEF. Okay, can say something like that, and I don't think that they're automatically thinking it because the WEF is just out to change the world. Do, do you listen to that? Does that not sound? Is that not the most dystopian thing you've ever heard come out of somebody's mouth? Yeah, that that's pretty eerie. You know, and the liberal media is taking the wall. He didn't say he wanted this. No, you know what? If he just said, "Hey, this is scary stuff. This is what could happen." Uh, this could potentially happen. We need to stop AI now. That'd be one thing. He didn't say that. He didn't preface it with that. He just came out swinging that, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, this could be prescriptive. And, you know, we don't even need elections because we can use AI and AI will do the voting for us and it'll be able to predict who's going to be the winner. That's the scariest damn thing I think I've heard all week. Speaking of scary, we got more stuff coming up with Joe Biden, too. We got some more sound bites of him and our favorite Camel Toe Harris. You know, anytime Joe Biden tries talking numbers, it's just a train wreck, isn't it? Anytime he tries to, talking anything, it's usually a train wreck. Yeah, weekend at Biden. Talking, is what walking, we're whatever. It's Joe, take your applesauce and leave the talking to Eldonzo and D's. <laughs> this is the Eldonzo and D's show. Running a little bit different format since we're not on the radio, but uh, we're going to take a quick break, get our uh, wits about us, and we'll be right back for the second hour of the show. Coming at you from the Sky Hero Studios. Welcome back to the Eldonzo and D's right here on YouTube and Spotify and everywhere else you get your podcasts. This is the Eldonzo and D's show. I'm Eldonzo. I'm D's. And don't forget to check us out on all of our socials. You can find us on X at Eldonzo D's, uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash Eldonzo D's. And if you're not watching us right now, go do that. Go to youtube.com slash Ds. You can see me looking really, really stupid with a hoodie on and earphones over the hoodie because it's colder than shit in this studio today. Baby, it's cold outside. It's fucking cold inside, too. Uh, so, yeah, let's do that. Over to you. Okay. Now, 
Breaking news, Joe Biden is trying to buy some votes. The Biden administration has approved an additional $5 billion in debt cancellation for roughly 74,000 student loan borrowers, the White House said Friday in a statement. Why does he need to buy them when they can just make them up? Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, hey, you know, any little bit counts, you know, when you're trying to you know, defraud the American people and everything. Right. Uh, latest round of student debt cancellation brings the total amount canceled under Biden to $136.6 billion for more than 3.7 million Americans, according to the Department of Education. All right, this is, of course, after the Supreme Court blocked Biden's initial student loan handout, uh, which would have cost more than $400 billion. So, he's <laughs> buying votes at this point. Of course, they're doing this under the SAVE plan, which is Savings on Valuable Education, uh, borrowers that are enrolled in SAVE who took out less than 12000 in loans and have been in repayment for 10 years will have their remaining debts zeroed out next month. They're kind of using a workaround here from the Supreme Court telling him to go pound sand up his ass. Uh, they're using the SAVE plan with this, and it's going to mainly affect teachers and social workers and, and stuff like that. Now, I, the reason this chaps Eldonzo's ass here is it's been proven in the past couple of years, probably in the past decade, that what most of the degrees you get, you might as well use them to wipe your ass. Yeah. All right. People go and get into a hundred thousand dollars in debt to get a degree, and they only make thirty or forty thousand dollars a year. They have pushed this because they are in lieu. This, you know, what the colleges are government funded. Is it any surprise right now that they're trying to encourage people? to go to college. This is and college is where all the indoctrinating happens. You can take a kid that grew up in uh we'll just put it an independent household. Okay? Or maybe even a strong conservative household. Send them off to college for four or five, six years, and they come back a flame and libtard. Now they've got this degree in balloon animals or underwater <laughs> basket weaving. I'm not saying all degrees are, are worthless. I'm not. But if you're going to go out there, get something that's that you can apply. You know how many people with uh, MBAs, uh, the, the the business manager, whatever, I've seen that couldn't run a business? Yeah. That could not manage a business? Some of the most worthless, okay, managers I've ever seen had MBAs. It, Agreed. It's staggering. They're not getting anything out of this. They do not put, if you're going to go and get an education, you have to have real world experience. They don't care about that. The colleges have millions and millions and millions of dollars. They get all these tax breaks. They're subsidized by the federal government. Why are you know what? If you're if you're pay, paying a professor at some of these prestigious universities a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year, and you've got all this money stored up and you can spend money on all these stupid things for your college, why can't you give people a break that want to go get an education? Why does it cost you a hundred thousand dollars to get a four year degree? You yeah, want to talk just, about an overpriced the, the piece of, of toilet paper. Yeah. So, of course, this is to go out and get votes. Literally, like, the two most important things in, in this country, or, or any country for that matter, which would be education and healthcare, are the most expensive to acquire. Yes. Yes. Now, what's wrong with that picture? Well, if you ask me, there's an awful lot wrong with it because yeah. we're not investing the correct way in the youth of today. The correct answer is everything is wrong with that picture. Yes, yes everything is. So just once again, you know, Biden handing out money. 
if you notice, he's not doing anything to help the middle class. He's not doing anything to help the people that have gotten behind. We talk about the Biden diet, right? I went literally got two beef sticks, a tea, and I think a bag of chips at the gas station. It was 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. What do you, what's he doing to help out the middle class here? What's he doing to help out the people that have to go to work every day and are behind on their bills? And all they've done is work their asses off their whole life. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. People that chose to go in and get a degree. All right. First of all, if you take out a loan for a degree, you need to pay that loan back. If you're really investing in your education, investing in your future, then it's on you to pay that loan back. Now, a lot of people compare. I love that, 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 uh, the comparison the liberals like to do. You know, if we take out a mortgage on our house, you know, we can get a 3% interest rate. But to go get an education to be able to get a job to buy that house, you know, we have to, you know, do it at 15% or something. The difference is when you take out a mortgage on a house, that's a secured debt. They have your house. You don't own that house. You're making payments until you've paid off that debt. Yeah. They, when, they can't come and take their education back. No. When you do a student loan debt, you don't have any, you're not putting up collateral for that. That's why the interest payments are high. If I take out a mortgage, I'm expected to pay it back, right, Dees? Yeah. If you take out, if you get a credit card and go rack up $10,000 in debt, is that the government's responsibility to pay that back? No, it's your responsibility to pay that back. And if you can't pay it back, you have to file bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Or you have to settle with the credit card. You know why? Because we're adults. That's what we have to do. We take on debt, we pay it back. It's not the government's response. You know, if the government's going to go and help people out, help people out that actually need it, help people out that have actually been working in the middle class and supporting the system. But they don't want to. They don't want to do that. It just picking and choosing who gets to get ahead, picking and choosing who gets to get help. Mm-hmm. BS degrees. All right. So here's another one for you. We got to get to this. We got a couple, uh, a couple things with Biden and Harris here. This bailout. Okay. So in the cold open, we went and got marriage advice from Joe Biden. Now I don't know how this came up, but uh, it was Friday. He welcomed marriage attending the U.S. Conference of Mayors Winter Meeting to the East Room at the White House. Of course, he stumbled around, uh, started shouting, and then he then he had this. Let me let me see this real real quick here. Let me preface this. It said at one point Biden threatened millions of Trump supporters, but he bungled that too. It says I love people who say the blood of liberty, or excuse me, the tree of liberty is watered with the blood of patriots. Blah, 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 blah. Something about weapons and an F-16. Of course, I can't even follow what this guy's saying half the time. And what got Dees and I when we heard this was, A, it was didn't make any sense. I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't. I've never heard this before, but we're going to play it. This is the... It's like he was trying to tell a joke, but then... It fell flat on his ass. Well, there was no punchline. It's like... It's, it wasn't even, I don't even know what the punchline could be. All right, I let's roll either. the, let's roll the full clip. Let everybody hear it. I tell every young man who's telling me I'm thinking of getting married or somebody. I said, look, I, you have any advice? I said, yeah, pick a family with five sisters or more. And they look at me, what the hell is that all about? I said, it's really simple. That way, one of them always loves you. Not the same one. <laughs> you always have somebody on your side. You like the courtesy laughs he got from that. Yeah. Like people actually thought this was funny. Nobody thought that was funny. No, that those were. I, look, I can hear when somebody's laughing for courtesy and they don't know what the hell's going on. That was. Let's play that one more time. Listen to this, and the end of it. You always have somebody on your side. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It Somebody on your side. Let me tell you something. If you marry a woman and she's got five, or there's five sisters in the family, and the girl you marry is pissed at you, her sisters aren't going to like you either. No. Okay? No. <laughs> that should make no sense. It makes zero damn sense. All right, here's this one. Here's another one. His right real here. logic is probably well, if he's if they have that many daughters, then that means that they're going to have daughters. That means that there's that many little granddaughters well, that I can grope. Yeah, I was going to say if that's in the Biden family, he's already diddled all of them, right? Taking showers with them and everything. That's disgusting. All right, now here's another one for you. We're talking about. Let's see how much time we have because we went off on a diatribe there. Yeah, we got time for this one. Okay, Biden. I don't even know where to begin with this. He was looking for Deborah. Did you see this? Yeah. Okay. Where was he at? He was at the, he was in North Carolina. Don't worry. He doesn't know either. American rescue plans, capital projects fund to connect an additional 16,000 North Carolina homes and businesses to high speed internet is what he was doing down there. And he went into this. I don't know. We're going to play it for you. There's two things. Let me get to this one first here. Another courtesy laugh. Roll clip. Appreciate it very much. I also want to mention Congressman Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? She, I just had my picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, all kidding aside. Anyway, you, you can, oh, she couldn't be here actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. Is she there? Is she not there? Do we have a we have a commander in chief that? This imagining people. That's a sign of dementia when you just imagine somebody's there. How many people have you known with dementia? They're going, oh, my God, there's somebody in the house or somebody on the roof of the house. That's yeah. what happens to people that are getting in the late stage dementia. I can't, Dude, I cannot believe this guy. And this is something else. This is classic what he said here. This is, man, he made a really great pitch at that same summit to talk about getting the high-speed Internet. Here, what an idiot. And he gets, he gets praise from this. 440 new jobs in North Carolina alone just since I came back. 440 new jobs just in South Carolina alone since I came back. Oh, yeah, I have great 440 jobs. What the hell is he talking about? What, did a Walmart open? Or yeah. what? <laughs> well, no. If a Walmart opened, we, we'd just be doing our own checkout. Yeah, true. We don't get paid enough for that at Walmart. All right, this is the Aldonzo and D Show. We got to go bag some groceries and check our own stuff out. We'll be right back here from the Sky Hammer Studio. Welcome back to the El Donzo ND Show, coming to you from the Skyhammer Studios. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And if you notice that the uh, openings and the closings are a little bit different on the show, uh, that is because this show is not going to be on Cities 92.9. We had to do a rerun from last week, as we stated in the first hour. So it's a little bit different. Uh, still want to give a shout out to the sponsor for the show, Seal. If you have sunken concrete slabs like driveways, patios, drivewalks. Uh, give those guys a call. They use a polyurethane foam to pump up the slabs, and they'll have those uh, con sinking concrete slabs jacked up, leveled out, and ready to use the same day. Like we said the first time we mentioned this on this show, uh, probably not in this kind of weather, 
so wait till the weather warms up and give those guys a call in Viraseal at 309-275-6303. All right. I didn't know if you heard about this. Uh, House Oversight and Accountability Committee hearing on immigration discussed HR2, which is the GOP Secure the Border Act. Are you are you are you down for securing the border, Dees? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Do do you hate immigrants? No. But you're down for securing the border and making sure that people yeah. come here. Come yeah. In. If you okay. want to come in, come on in. We but do it. Do it legally. Yeah. We don't need terrorists. And I don't think that's that's a pretty uh, extreme thing to say. I don't think that's ext- an extreme take on things. Uh, it's just been recently, you know, with all this stuff going on and the liberals getting in, uh, getting in charge that we've had to deal with this. Um, so anyway, yeah, there were uh, oversight and accountability committee hearing on Secure the Border Act. Uh, this bill would restrict the asylum process for people crossing the border and require resume construction on the border wall. Now, freshman congressman, this twit, Representative Maxwell Frost from Florida, uh, got his ass handed to him on social media. Uh, He attacked the bill and uh, also produced a mock bill to remove the Statue of Liberty for Republicans to also pass out as well. So he said, if you're going to do this, why don't we just remove the Statue of Liberty? How sensational is this? That people are comparing the Statue of Liberty to a wide open border. Now, bear in mind, we are the only country in the world that has a wide open border. The only country in the world. Now, the Statue of Liberty was here for the immigrants coming over all right, in the 1800s, turn of the century. All right. They came here. They went to Ellis Island. They did it proper. Right. Nobody was coming over illegally. We welcomed them over here. In the middle of the Industrial Revolution, we needed people. We are a nation of immigrants. We're not against immigrants. We're against people being here illegally. We're, we're against being overwhelmed, over, overrun and overwhelmed at our southern border. Not just with people seeking asylum. People coming over here from countries that promote terrorism. People coming over here from Africa, from Yemen, from China, from Russia. I don't know how old this kid is, but he's obviously pretty out of touch. Would you agree with what's going on? It certainly seems that way. To say that if you're, if you're going to restrict immigration, illegal immigration, you might as well just get rid of the... The, the Statue of Liberty. That's like saying, hey, if you want to get rid of drunk driving, you might as well just stop making alcohol. <laughs> it doesn't make any damn sense. Now, talking about how bad this is going. So we talked about war on all fronts uh, earlier with Joe Biden when John Kerry said that, you know, he's prevented an outbreak of wars all over the world, which I don't know what the hell John Kerry was smoking, but I want some of it. Would you agree, Dees? Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's really what you think, you, you're on some kind of mind-altering substance at that point. Okay, just this week, the German army could be deployed to Poland for the first time since World War II. Okay? Now, also Germany has said that Poland is next after Russia wins Ukraine war. And that's also according to a Putin ally. So Germany says they've got intelligence that says that Poland is going to be attacked by Russia. And now a Putin ally has come out and said that Poland could be attacked by Russia. How many times have you said it on this very show? That I don't think. (laughs) No, that's good that you brought that up. That's good that you brought that up. I don't think, personally, that Russia has any desire to go invade Poland. 
and invade and, and go to war with NATO. I don't. What I do think is going to happen, though, is that they're going to do something provocative to extend this war out beyond Ukraine's borders. I think somebody's going to cross the line. I really do. There's, it's a matter of time before Russia takes Ukraine. It's going to come swiftly, I think. They're talking about a spring offensive coming up. And by the end of 2025, theoretically, this will be over. But the P- NATO keeps putting more and more and more money into it and dragging it out. I think there's going to be a hot war between Russia and NATO. I don't think Russia wants to go and do that, though. I don't think they're just going to wake up. You know, Vladimir Putin's going to wake up and go, hey, I want to go into Poland. Hell with it. They didn't do anything, but I'm going to go in there and try to take Poland next. I think that something is going to pop off and they're going to get drug into it. I think we're we're both, the Western countries and the Eastern countries have a way of doing some stupid things sometimes. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen, to be honest with you. I think, I think they need this. No, we know, I've said this before. Ukraine's best hope at surviving this is to get NATO fighting Russia, is to get World War III, right? They have to. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, they don't really, it, if Russia wanted to end it, they could end it tomorrow. Like they, they literally all, despite all the reports, whatever, Ukraine is not even put a dent in, in the actual Russian army. And if they wanted to just blitz on in there, they could wipe them out. That's that's fact. <clears throat> Why they're they're slow playing it like this makes you kind of wonder. Um, is this a some kind of collaboration with with China? Who knows? Well, I think with everything going on, especially you got Ukraine. We talked about this Ukraine, the stuff with Israel, uh, Iran's now launching missiles at Pakistan. Okay, this is getting really hot over in the Middle East. I think it's going to cook off personally in the middle east before it cooks off in europe probably and china's just biding their time to go in and take taiwan they just had elections in taiwan which by no stretch of the imagination went the way that china wants it to go they're going to reunify we've got north korea right now saying that south korea is their biggest enemy and that there will be no peaceful reunification that kim jong-un pretty much said he's going to go to war with south korea now how much of this is hot air all of this is only hot air and, you know, saber rattling until something actually happens. Nobody's trying to keep these things from happening. There's no diplomacy anymore. Yeah. It's just riding on that razor's edge until something. It's like almost said, like all off. these countries are waiting on each other to, to make the first move into wherever they're going. You know, whether it's China going to Taiwan or North Korea going to South or Russia going full blown into Ukraine or even Poland. And then when one domino falls, I think they're all going to fall. Now, what, what really has me concerned here, everything's got me a little bit concerned. We have a lot of balls up in the air right now. We've got the stuff going on with wars. She's got, she's got balls. We've got a lot of balls up in the air, you know, between the middle East, Ukraine, what's going on in China, what's going on with the Koreas. Okay. We've got AI. All right. We just heard from Klaus Schwab. about what his plans are with AI. We know AI can get out of control. Hell, we got motherfucking aliens. I mean, we got everything going on. And now, now, it has just come out that China is working on a mutant COVID strain with a 100% fatality rate. I'm sorry, what? 
that China, we're going to get into this more in depth in the next segment, is working, okay, and doing tests on a mutant COVID strain with a 100% fatality rate in mice, humanized mice. Meanwhile, the WEF is talking about this disease X. Did you hear about this? No. Yes. I, I didn't hear about either one of these. Well, that's because. And what in the hell is a humanized mouse? So, like, they genetically alter mice to have more, like, human qualities in them so they can test viruses and whatnot. Like, they sit around and play poker? Or? Yeah, play poker, smoke cigars, drink beer, you know, the stuff that we do on the weekends. Uh, so, according to the WHO, Disease X is an unknown hypothetical disease that could potentially kill millions upon millions of people. It is supposed to be a purely theoretical disease, but by giving it a name, they are basically inviting people to come up with all sorts of theories about it, which they are. And now we have this thing in China. Now, if you remember, years before COVID-19 came out, they were talking about COVID-19. They were talking about a COVID uh, variant that could potentially be a pandemic and infect the world. Now health leaders are meeting at the World Economic Forum in Davos, which they did. And on Wednesday, they discussed ways to prepare for disease X, which is a term coined by the World Health Organization in 2018 to describe the unknown hypothetical pathogen that could cause the next pandemic, which was COVID-19. According to some experts, disease X could result in 20 times more fatalities than in the coronavirus pandemic. It's on the the WHO shortlist of priority diseases, along with viruses like SARS, Ebola, and Zika. You know what I hear there? What? Disease X is already in a cryogenic lab somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, in China, where the last one yeah. came out of. Chinese scientists have been warned by experts to stop experimenting. This is from MSN. Stop experimenting with a new COVID-19 strain that has a 100% kill rate in humanized mice over fears it could lead to another pandemic. In a Wuhan-like study, the deadly virus, known as GXP2V, attacked the brains of mice that were engineered to reflect similar genetic makeups as humans, according to a new Beijing study. Researchers noticed a surprisingly rapid death rate after all the mice infected died within just eight days. In the days before their deaths, the mice had quickly lost weight, exhibited a hunched posture, and moved extremely sluggishly. Most eerie of all, their eyes turned completely white the day before they died. So the same people that brought us a good old kung flu are now working on something with a 100% kill rate. This sounds like the, the hidden plot twist in Outbreak. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Well, we're going to discuss some more end-of-the-world shenanigans coming up when we return from this break. The Aldonzo and D Show from the Skyhammer Studio exclusively. Welcome back to the Eldonzo and Dee Show, exclusively from the Skyhammer Studios. Today, I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dee. And you know what? We're in Illinois, and Illinois is not really a haven for the Second Amendment now, is it, Dee? No, no. Now, there's not a lot of good news comes out of Illinois with the Second Amendment. We're Second Amendment supporters. Of course, uh, they just recently enacted, okay, the assault weapons ban here, which states that Pretty much, if you have an AR-15 or, you know, any kind of scary-looking gun, you have to have it registered by, I think it was January 4th, I think was when you had to have it registered by. Uh, it doesn't matter because nobody's registering their damn guns anyway. I think less than 2% of the people in Illinois, Ford card holders, 
have registered their firearms. Uh, we do have concealed carry, though, which is a good thing. They haven't really touched that yet, but it's a pain in the ass. You have to go in and... Yeah, it takes months, months, oh, months. Oh, take... uh, let me tell you a story it. about this real quick. So I'm a concealed carry card holder, not only here, but in Florida as well. I have a Florida concealed carry permit. To renew my Illinois concealed carry permit was $150. Of course, I had to pay $50 or $100 for the class, the renewal class. And it took about four months to get my renewal in, okay? Weeks after, weeks after I sent off my application to have it renewed, I applied for a Florida concealed carry out of state and literally got that back in the mail in three or four weeks and was waiting months to get my Illinois. Yeah. Illinois does not like anybody having guns. They make it as much of a pain in the ass as they can. But we do have some good news uh, from our neighbors over in Peoria, Illinois, which we're not far away from. Dees, give them the story, man. Yeah, the uh, man was uh, attempting to purchase a car on Facebook Marketplace and just be be wary anytime you're dealing with something like that. Uh, but anyway, he was uh, trying to, to purchase a car and they picked a meeting spot in Peoria uh, in an alley somewhere. I'm not sure. In exactly. a dark alley. Yeah, right. Uh, he did take a friend with him for this this meeting but anyway the uh, the pair arrived at the agreed meeting spot where they were surrounded by the fake sellers who were armed and the quote from the uh, police department says that the investigation has determined this was an attempted robbery setup and there was no intention to sell a vehicle well once in the alley the armed suspects attempted to rob the two men but their plan was foiled since one of them was carrying a gun a struggle ensued both parties began shooting at one another and a suspect of the robbery was hit and died at the scene good for him and all i have to say to that is play stupid games win stupid prizes there you have it see that's always nice when you hear good stories about people exercising their second amendment responsible law-abiding citizens that's mainly what you get out of people that have a FOID card. That's mainly what you get out of people that legally conceal carry is self-defense. This was a good example. Do you know if the guy went to the the guy that yeah. shot him went to jail? N- no, he was good. a a CC concealed carry card CCL. holder. CCL, yeah, yeah, and he also had uh, another state license, probably Florida, if I had, to. and he had the whatever the one is that allows you to go from one state to the other. So Florida is and he a, was released with with no charges. So the reason that we in Illinois usually tend to get a Florida license as well is they'll give it to out of state people. Out of state folk cannot get an Illinois concealed carry and Illinois does not recognize any other state. So if you get a Florida that a Florida and an Illinois gets you almost as many states as you can possibly get. Right. So you have what they call reciprocity where Texas and all these other states will recognize your license. So if I drive through Texas with an Illinois concealed carry, I can carry my gun concealed. But maybe if I get into, like, say, Montana or some other state, they won't recognize Illinois. But if you get a Florida, they'll recognize Florida. So then you got your bases covered. So that's how that goes. Uh, I got you. So anyway, Megan Kelly, did you see this? We were looking at this. Megan Kelly dressed down uh, Lawrence Sanchez, which is Jeff Bezos's hot wife. She is hot. She's smoking hot. She's like a 12 on a 10, man. And she, she, ugh. Jeff Bezos, lucky man, but when you're, you know, got thousand dollar bills hanging out of your zipper, I guess it's easy to get somebody <laughs> yeah. like Lauren Sanchez. She's not hurting for money. Do you ever listen to Megan Kelly? No, I like Megan Kelly. I've been listening to her podcast a lot. She's got different views, and Megan Kelly's not a 
not sore on the eyes either, if I do say so myself. Yeah. But she kind of came out swinging. And she uh, she said this new look that Lauren Sanchez has makes her she well, he, she said she looks like a hooker, and she kind of does. She's pretty much in lingerie. Uh, she that that was her uh, birthday present, I guess, to uh, Jeff Bezos on his 60th birthday. Kelly said this. I'm sorry, she looks like a hooker. Kelly's got zero f's given. She really does. Um, She's going out in lingerie now. Sounds like jealousy to me. Latest thing to wear a thong underwear and a sexy bra and just some lace overlay on top of it. It sounds like what to you? Jealousy. I don't know, man. I would probably take Megan Kelly over uh, Lauren Sanchez. No, but Lauren Sanchez is with a man who's worth billions. Oh, so Lauren Sanchez saying she's stay away from salty. Man. Yes, she's salty. That wow. We're going to have to move on to another story. I can't. <laughs> I cannot stop looking at this picture of Lauren Sanchez and her assets. What do you no, got, Dees? Not bad. Uh, you saw the story about the, the New York City woman that ran over the cop? Yes, sir. Uh, basically saying, F these cops. It's a lesson to them. Sahara Dula, age 24, driving a black Lexus the wrong way on the Upper East Side Wednesday while high on marijuana when she plowed into a police officer breaking his leg. And uh, she even said, I told the cop I wanted to go straight. He wouldn't move, so I hit him. I did it on purpose. And then after she did that, she asked the cop if he had a bag of tater chips or something. (laughs) Said, F these cops, he wouldn't move. Uh, Source told the New York Post that, uh, we already did that quote, uh, video footage of the incident shows Dula driving a vehicle the wrong way on Park Avenue near East 71st around 4.30 when the officers were in the area investigating an unrelated robbery at a nearby clothing store and closed off part of the road. I need, I need to say something real quick. Yeah. Look, people, you can't just run over a cop because he's blocking traffic. He's not a climate change supporter, okay? You can't just <laughs> run cops over. You can run climate change supporters over for blocking the road, but not cops. I just wanted to get that out there right now. She, uh, she ended up, or the, the cop had ended up with a broken leg, multiple bruises. She was, here's where I have the problem. She was taken into custody and charged with first degree attempted assault. Attempted aggravated assault on a police officer, second degree assault, second degree reckless endangerment, and operating a vehicle while ability was impaired by drugs and reckless driving. It seems pretty light to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why is this not attempted murder? It or, should be. When you're trying to run somebody over your damn car, it should be attempted murder. Right. And, and there are, like, the police union is pretty pissed that she's getting off lightly. Uh, only had a $25,000 bail set. Well, you know, it's these liberal prosecutors up there, these liberal yeah. DAs. If in that New York isn't City. the 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 definition of attempted murder, I don't know what is. Here's the the best part. <clears throat> she runs her own company. This being the woman that ran over the police officer, she runs, she runs her, more. She, she yeah. runs more than just cars over cops, yeah. huh? <laughs> she runs her own company where she mentors kids on Saturdays and attempts to help them stay off the streets and away from drugs and gangs. Are you kidding me? Couldn't make that up. Stay off drugs, kids, because you might get high and try and murder a police officer. All right, kids, do as I say, not as I do. She probably makes a lot of money in New York City doing that, too. You know, she should she should run for government. Yeah. I'm just saying. She and, should. And speaking of... of Bullshit charges while we have these last couple minutes left. Alec Baldwin was reindicted on involuntary manslaughter. What? Like, I know you, you're not a fan and yeah, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. But what is the point of this? Like, make it make sense. 
you know, we revisiting the Alec Baldwin thing. I've got a lot of I've got a lot of feelings about this. Okay, first one is Alec Baldwin pulled the trigger. Yeah. Now, there's other people involved with this. It was an accident. He didn't go out and kill. What yeah, was it? mistakes uh, were definitely made, and he definitely, whether he lost the truth in the moment or whatever, fine. But the man took somebody's life, and he's clearly not good with that. And I just, I guess I don't see the point in bringing him up on these charges when he, he's already going to be paying for it for the rest of his life, mentally. I just, I don't know. It, it, I know he's a big lefty liberal tard, whatever, but I just, I think it's stupid. Like, it, let's all move on. Like, I, I don't you're know, not going to bring her back. To, to be honest with you on this one, uh, first of all, I wouldn't get on a set with a bunch of liberal pansy ass actors with guns in their hands, okay? I wouldn't even go there. So I play well, some of the most fault actors, on them. But... Yeah. Okay. Now, I play some of the <laughs> blame on them for even doing that. Second of all, they had a professional, so-called professional uh, armorer, armorer on, on call, set yeah. that dropped the ball. They all dropped the ball on this. They're all responsible for it. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> you know, Hollywood is so out of touch with us. I really don't give a damn what goes on in Hollywood. Yeah. I don't. There's people getting killed left and right all over our country. Yeah. And I mean, civil suits are one thing. But like I said, to, to send him for pris- to prison. I don't think he should be sent to prison. I think no. this was a bad error. This was an accident. Yeah. I don't like Alec Baldwin, but you know what? I'd stand up for anybody. Not saying he's absolved from this, but no. for Christ's sakes. Okay? He's he's paid for it mentally and will for the rest of his life. Welcome back to the El Donzo and D Show. Today, coming to you exclusively from the Sky Hammer Studios, I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And I just want to get one thing out there that we talked about in the last segment uh, with Alec Baldwin before we go into some goofy news and other stuff and fully monkey shines. I've said this before about this situation. I'll say it again. Alec Baldwin was not a gun enthusiast. He didn't grow up around guns. Okay. This should be a lesson to you. Always check the gun. I don't care who hands you a gun. You check to see if it's loaded. All right? It shouldn't matter. If Alec Baldwin had not been such a pansy ass his whole life and his whole career growing up and hating guns and actually took some gun courses, he'd know this. His world collided with our world. Okay? Our world is gun safety. We have guns. We're around guns all the time. We know that when we have a firearm, we always check it. If I lay down a pistol that I just unloaded walk out of the room, come back, I will check to make sure that pistol isn't loaded. It's just something that's been beaten into me and something that I've been conditioned to do. Alec Baldwin never had that. That's why it doesn't matter how you feel about firearms. You may be exposed to a firearm someday. Even if you don't own a firearm, you should have some kind of firearms training because there's firearms all over this country and you could just happen and stumble into one at any moment in time. That's my only rant about that. These over to you. All right. <clears throat> from china oh. a man's gross prank has gone horribly wrong no oh boy i don't even know where you're going with this one the chinese man 
attempted to light his fart on fire. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I saw. Yeah, I saw this. And he literally burst into flames. Well, methane's coming out of your bunghole. You're going to light a it on A video fire. obtained by Southwest News Service shows Vin Tuzi of Jilin for, for province. Good afternoon. Yeah, whatever. Pri- lying on his bed as he prepares to, well, add fuel to the fire. And a friend and idiocy enabler who unsurprisingly wished to remain anonymous raises a lighter to his buddy's bum. He ignites it right as the prankster lets it rip. And it created a massive fireball, setting his pants on fire. And he basically had to roll around on the bed to uh, to not die. So, yeah, kids, if you ever try to light your farts on fire, just make sure you're not wearing uh, super flammable PJs or whatever. Flame on. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it can go wrong. Ooh, talk about some hot stuff there. I agree. Now, this is the old Don to Indy show. We'll be right back. Reddit, subreddit. Not Florida man. Florida woman. <clears throat> Fraudulent urine sample for a drug court. Okay. Was, was from a dog. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Jessica Beatty has had numerous run-ins with the law, including several cocaine convictions and related prison sentences. A uh, resident of Clearwater, Florida, somehow I'm not surprised, <clears throat> admitted to law enforcement that she <laughs> plotted to hand over dog urine instead of her own in an attempt to pass a court-ordered drug screening. According to arrest records obtained by the smoking gun, the 42-year-old Jessica Beatty was required to undergo random drug testing in compliance with her release term stemming from a December 28th arrest for possession of drug paraphernalia. You got to want it to follow your dog around. And right. That's my biggest question. Like, look, I think... She didn't have a friend? I think everybody has at least knows somebody that has tried to dodge a urine test, whether it be buying the fake urine or using somebody, a friend's urine or whatever. But how the hell do you, yeah, exactly my question. How do you get the dog's urine? What kind of dog was it? Was it, you know, a little Shih Tzu? Was it a Pomeranian right. or was it a German she, Shepherd? She following around a Rottweiler or a Pitbull or whatever, but. Just go up and pay somebody. Say, I'll give you a hundred bucks to piss in this cup for me. What? Anyway, go ahead with the story. How did they find out it was dog urine is my question. Wait, because when she gave the test, it showed up to be a fraudulent urine sample. So she was confronted about the sample and, and then admitted that she, col- quote, in air, quote, I'd say, collected urine from her aunt's dog and intended to provide the sample instead of her own urine during the I, test. I would have made something else up. Right, Yeah. And even funnier is that this is this is only a misdemeanor. Really? Yeah. It's only a misdemeanor to fake a whiz quiz with, with dog urine. Yeah, but it, she still has violated the terms of uh, her probation or whatever, so she's still in jail for that. But, yeah, don't use dog urine, kids. It's, just, it's not going to work for you. Yeah, disgusting, disgusting. All right, the, uh, the Hunter Biden special, <clears throat> doctors warn users can overdose on snortable caffeine powder that is available on Amazon. And I looked it up and yes, snortable caffeine powder. Yes. It's called want a bump. We should try it. I thought about it. It's cheap. It's only like 15 bucks for a gram. Oh yeah. But what if they got fentanyl in it? I don't know. It's caffeine. It's F it's a lot about FDA, but it's literally just a mix of caffeine and some word that starts with I that I can't really remember. You, you want to get some? We'll get all jacked up on the Let's next try. Don Don show. Like I said, it's only 15 bucks a gram. Hey, Dude. that 
that beats buying cocaine. We'd be like, hey, the Seal Donzo Niso. But here's the best part. Yeah, right. I looked it. I looked it up, and it comes in a little bitty glass vial, in a baggie with a fake hundred dollar bill. Are you kidding me to snort it with? Yes. And they can so you can OD. We're putting sticks up your nose, so you can OD on this. Yeah, they yeah they say that if you you know if you use it like you know you would use cocaine, then yeah, you can absolutely overdose on it. Walmart sells something called Turbo Snort, which is like a liquid mist that you put up there. But yeah, this one a bump. It literally it looks here on the Eldonzo and D show. Eldonzo and D's are high on life. Yeah, we do not endorse this, but uh, I definitely am curious about trying it out. But yeah, the the whole package you can buy it in either a one gram or a three gram pack, and the three gram pack comes with two fake hundred dollar bills. Why don't we buy a bunch of it and sell it? As what? As cocaine. Because well, I don't really feel like having a drive-by in our little town here. because <laughs> They'd lose. Yeah, you'd, you'd, well, yeah, there's that. But yeah, don't don't mess with cokeheads, man. <laughs> and finally, <clears throat> a New York musician throws a joint baby shower for all five women that he got pregnant. Wow, that's love right there. Uh, New York musician Zeddy Will, 22, recently hosted a joint baby shower for his five pregnant baby mamas, proving that Joe Biden is not the worst person at pulling out. <laughs> He's probably a rapper, too, wasn't he? <laughs> he is. Hey, this is it. That's kind of racist. Hey, this is the Eldonzo and D show on Cities 92.9. No, it isn't. Oh, you're right. Skyhammer Studio. All right, baby, we'll be back on Cities 92.9 next week. Don't miss that show. It's going to be a big one. See ya.